Welcome to the Nutrigenomic Nation podcast with Brian Highfield, certified nutritionist, author, speaker, and founder of multiple successful companies in the health world. Brian is known for educating healthcare professionals and others on improving their health and their life through breakthroughs in nutrition, technology, and biochemistry. On the podcast, Brian interviews thought leaders in the world of nutrition and natural health. He and his guests share the secrets of a whole life natural approach to health and the life-altering results you can get by making easy changes to your diet and daily routine. All right, I want to welcome everybody to Nutrigenomic Nation. Uh, my name is Brian Highfield, I'm your host. And Nutrigenomic Nation is where we talk about nutritional-based healthcare and the emerging technology and trends that are related to your genetic health. And I'm really super excited about today's guest. Uh, we have a phenomenal guest today, and uh, so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about him. We have Dr. Stephen Hoodie with us, and Dr. Stephen Hoodie is an award-winning nutritionist and chiropractor, and he is the CEO and founder of Novo Wellness and Weight Loss, New York Health Centers, and Manhattan Total Health Centers. Dr. Hoodie is pioneering DNA-driven healthcare, and, uh, which boosts a person's immunity and delivers optimal health. He has spoken on WABC Radio, uh, Better Living Radio Talk Show and featured for uh, FEMA Disaster Assistance, Foundation for Wellness Professionals, the Carter Burden Center for the Aging, Israel American Foundation, and the NYS Trial Lawyers Association, among many others. And so, Dr. Hoodie, welcome so much to the, to the uh, to podcast here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and my first question, I want to dig into your background a little bit and just want to, want to know a little bit about you. I mean, what, what, uh, what drove you to the healthcare industry and, and what made you get up and go to work every day? I grew up in a medical family. My father was a physician, my cousins, physicians, sisters, and you know, nurses. It, the health field was part of our life. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest, so even at the age of, I think, 12 or 13, I was working behind surgery, which was allowable then. That was it. I was going to be a doctor. And I got into medical school, ready to start, and I got sick. Uh, I got very sick. I got liver disease. My immune system tanked. And within a short period of time, at the ripe old age of 23, the doctors gave me six months to live. Wow. Heard of this, I thought I was in excellent health. I was a runner. I was running 100 miles a week. I thought I was in great shape. Uh, I, was, I was shocked. I was frustrated. And it took me almost four years to actually get my health back. I spent four years when everyone gave up trying to figure out what was going on. And what I learned then was I started to study health. And I found out that health is different from medicine, which I, I didn't even know. And at that point, I realized, okay, one of the main things was never was this going to happen to me again, that I was not going to be caught with my pants down. I didn't know where my health was. And it would never happen to anyone I ever touched again. So we developed what's called a health score so you can find out where your health is so you don't have as much illness or, or sickness and all. And that's what's colored what I've done ever since. Um, became a nutritionist, really, to save my life first. Chiropractor, and then the last seven or eight, ten years is weight loss because so many people have weight loss problems. And I get up every day, and my first breath is, "Thank God I'm alive," because you know I am because I know what it's like to to be struggling with that, um, and also just feeling alive because you can. Uh, anyone can be healthy, but there's rules and regulations. That's why I love what you guys are doing. Also, there's very important information. We're missing the boat. Uh, um, you know, our, our healthcare system is about 50 years old. 
wouldn't drive a car that was 50 years old and, yeah. and we shouldn't be in medicine that's 50 years old. Some of it's old. We need to get it renovated back and into the 21st century. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's great that you were able to find solutions for your own health and now apply that knowledge and, and everything you've learned since to help so many other people out there. I'm, I'm really anxious to hear about your DNA-driven healthcare. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about what that means? Yes. So everyone's heard about DNA, um, but a lot of what we're hearing about DNA is kind of fun and games things, find out about your ancestry and, and, and things like that. That's okay. Your DNA is actually the owner's manual for your body. We, we actually do have one. And each person has many differences from, from, from another person. It's especially important today because we have the ability to live to be 100 years old and be very active. 100 years ago, you know, if you lived to be 50 and you were active, that was good. But we, we all have the ability now. So with using your DNA, it allows you to look at every aspect of your health. And it's not like a new test, like a new x-ray or a new blood test. It's actually more like a lens that we look through to look at our blood tests, our x-rays, or any other test or what we're doing with our life. And it can affect nutrients food, exercise, medications, uh, um, health problems, uh, longevity, and a and, and hundred other uh, things. The thing about DNA, though, it has to be analyzed properly. And, and I spent a few years trying to find uh, DNA experts who understood that. Because uh, you can't just take one gene. There's over 30,000 genes that are analyzed. You've got to look at groups of them to see what, how is it really affecting your body overall. Uh, just like you can't just take one vitamin or one kind of food. You have to have the different foods and put it together. Same with your DNA. But when it's done properly, it opens the door to simple answers for everyone about what's best for them, for their health. And you, and you mentioned uh, that you do a lot with, with weight loss. I mean, you know, we, we live in the U.S. Uh, food is so abundant here. Um, we're one of the richest nations in the world. Why, why are Americans leading the statistics of being so overweight? So that's a great question, and, and it's frustrating to so many people. And there, we have so many companies doing weight loss. where It's not really long-term effective. Ninety-five percent of people who do the typical weight loss programs within six months gain the weight back and then some. So even if it's effective short-term, long-term it's not. It's got to be about long-term. So uh, when I wrote my book a couple years ago, you know, when you write a book – Everything has to be exact it's in print and everyone's going to see it. So you had to really research. And I was a little bit surprised to find that um, eating the wrong things or overeating or lack of exercise are not the number one causes of being overweight. Uh, the number one cause truly is a malfunction of the metabolic system of our, of our uh, metabolism. And then I had to dig in, well, what's really causing that today? What's going on? And truly what's causing it is the amount of toxic chemicals in our environment today. Um, there's about 25 to 30 times more toxic chemicals in our environment today than there were 30 years ago. 30 years ago, 5,000. Today, more than 82,000 certified toxic chemicals released daily into our environment. And it's having an effect on our bodies. So our bodies are slowing down. They're overwhelmed with other things to do, and our metabolism takes a hit. So any effective weight loss program has to go back to that correcting mechanism in our body that monitors. We have a thermostat in our body, just like you have in your home, to make sure the temperature stays at a proper rate. We have a thermometer or, or a thermostat in our body called the hypothalamus. It makes sure that the body fat 
stays where it's supposed to be, that you gain muscle, that you detox, etc. And that mechanism has to be turned back on or reset. And there are ways to actually do that nutritionally and effectively and to measure that it's actually being done so that you get not just short-term results, but in fact, long-term results. That's what we focus on, how to make certain that happens, not just the short-term, but for the long-term. That's, that's, that's it's, it's fascinating. And, you know, you talked about our DNA being that blueprint and, and looking you know, over 30,000 genes, looking at several genes and how they interact with each other. I mean, how does, how does nutrition impact our, our DNA? How, how do they affect those, those genes or groups of genes? Well, that's a, it's a great question, Brian, because some people think, well, my genes are my genes. That's it. That's what I was born with. And it's true. We're, we're born with our genes, and those are the genes you'll have the rest of your life. There won't be many changes. However, we have the ability to turn those genes on to work better. So if we have a kind of a defective gene or hundreds of defective genes, whether we call them defective, they're just the genes we have, uh, through better lifestyle, you can actually turn those genes on, the ends of the called telomeres. Some people might have heard of that word. Uh, it can actually make sure that the genes function in a higher level, higher functional health level. And that's done through proper nutrition. So it's kind of interesting. The genes will tell us what nutrition we might need. And when we do that, the genes can actually function better. Then we've got to remeasure it. So we see now what kind of nutrition do we need? So ideally and practically, it's, it's a lifetime thing. Health is not a state that we attain. Oh, I got, I'm, I'm healthy. I get a trophy. You know, our bodies continue to adapt. Our environment's adapting constantly. So it's vital that we're regularly and forever looking at our health. And when we do, it's cheaper, it's easier, it's more effective. Our health costs go down and you can enjoy life. You can get about the business of doing what you want to do in your life. Uh, and it's not difficult to do, but it's a little bit different of a mindset. Like it, it's a lifestyle, but not difficult, not nearly as difficult as most people think. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting because you, you know you said before about how kind of our, our healthcare system is is a is a little bit archaic. You know, it's it's fifty years old, um, and you know I, I talked to some some doctors who actually teach medical school, and they teach very little and and about nutrition in medical school. I mean, he said that maybe they spend you know out of their four years such a small maybe a day or something on it. it was it was really surprising that they're not teaching a lot more about nutrition and effects on things like our DNA in medical school. Has that been your experience as far as the, the medical community out there that they're really, they really don't know a lot about nutrition? Yeah. And we're kind of caught in a, in a, in a tough place. You know, the, I, I think, uh, you know, being from a medical family, I mean, every one of my family that got into the medical field, which is many of them, I big family, um, absolutely had the right intentions and want to help people. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we have a system that was a fabulous system in the 1950s where medications and surgeries and wow, look, look what we can do, which is terrific. Uh, and so the, the medical schools have attracted people who can understand what medications are correct and how to do these surgeries properly. And we are the best in the world at that. But we do not have a medical education that teaches about health. Like how do we keep people healthy? So they don't need the medications, don't need the surgeries. And it's not a doctor's fault. It's, it's not in their education. Um, it's really not. It's truly not. And they're so busy, it's hard for them to re-educate and try and add that on uh, at this point also. Uh, and we're ranked in the world. The world Health Organization ranks the United States as far as 
health, how healthy are we as, as a population? 79th. I mean, 78 countries are ranked higher than we are. Um, that's not okay. Now, we may have wonderful surgeries, but if we were really healthy, we hopefully wouldn't need many of those surgeries and medications, and that's really the name of the game. And that's also why our healthcare system is so ungodly expensive. It, it, it's out of control because we're, 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 we're – it's like having your car and waiting until it totally falls apart and say, no, fix it. Well, I mean, it's very expensive. Yeah. Or, or, you know, I mean, yeah. And how, how much does, does, you know, the consumer mindset kind of, kind of fit in here? I mean, the, it seems to me I rent a lot of people that are a little bit more reactive to their health. Like they wait for something to, to go wrong before they're going to the doctor rather than being more proactive. I mean, how important uh, is that mindset? And, and what can we do to change that mindset? Because it just seems it's predominantly very reactive. Yeah, and, and uh, that's that's the most important thing because change does not come from the medical schools changing and training doctors. It actually comes from people. And what's going on now, and I noticed starting about three or four years ago, is every patient that comes into our offices, whether they just want to be healthier or they want to lose weight or gain weight or, or, or whatever they want, I always ask a patient, what's your real goal? And it's like every single person now, the first thing they say is, I want to be healthier. That did not happen five years ago, 10 years ago. I had to pull it like, like pulling teeth trying to get people to focus on their health. So there's a mindset change right now. The problem is if that patient goes on the internet to try and look for solutions, it, it's like, uh, it's, it's insane. There, there, there are too many different ways to go. So direction is needed. Uh, and that's, that's what our DNA group is doing is using DNA to be able to look at any type of a health problem or any product or anything out there and to see, is this good for me? Will this help me? And then reassess later, did that help me? Uh, and then educate patients in understanding how to use that and why you want to use that because you're going to be able to attain phenomenal health if you do that. But I think, I know the public is ready now. I mean, I, I, I tried from the first day I, was, I graduated going to companies and corporations and forever and giving talks and I mean, constantly. And, and certainly there were times when it helped. I, it's a wonderful project with the FBI and the Metropolitan Transit Authority in New York, and we help a lot. But for every company we help, there were 100 companies that were just not really interested in it at the time. That's changed. Now there's the want is there from individuals to companies uh, to retool, but we need people like what you're doing here, Brian, educating. Absolutely. Patients want it, but accurate training so they can start moving forward. And when you talk about DNA, I mean, most people, I, I believe they think, and I used to think this way, um, that we were just stuck with the genes that we were passed down with from our parents and our ancestors, and we just have to live with it. So if something runs through my family, you know, I, I'm predisposed to this, and I, I, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, but it seems like science is showing that's not necessarily the case. Do you agree with that? Totally correct. Uh, uh, two, two points there. Uh, one is... Um, your DNA will show you what's going on. And with lifestyle changes, you can change that. Most importantly, your DNA will show you what to focus on to change. If, if you were to try to live a lifestyle to make sure, oh, I'm not going to get diabetes and I'm not going to get cancer and I'm not going to do all this stuff and I'm going to take 42 vitamins a day, you can't do it. It's unfathomable. But when you look at your DNA, it simplifies the process. So you can put a focus on, wow, this runs in my family. So I know to be very careful about that. For me, for example, my DNA showed that 
I've got a serious propensity toward diabetes or blood sugar type problems. And I had horrible problems with that in my, in my 20s. I have zero problems with it now, but knowing that and knowing it's in my DNA, there's just certain things I never do. I, I just don't eat certain sweets or there's just certain things I don't do because I know that can potentially activate those genes, but they're not activated. So it, it allows someone to say, oh, there's my shortcomings, terrific. I can bypass that. It, it's kind of like education. Um, you can take 10 kids and uh, they can all have a different talents, but depending on what kind of education they get, they can all be as, uh, very, very good at almost anything they really want to be. I remember as a child, um, I wondered like how much of our intelligence was just genetic, same as health. And I remember reading on a newspaper article of a family who had adopted seven kids, all from different families. And every one of these seven kids ended up being genius level. And the study was saying that it was the upbringing they had that actually made sure that they were all ended up being geniuses, how they were brought up with whatever genes they were given. And from that point forward, I was interested in, in, in genetics because it's not, these are the genes, oh, that's the way it goes. Not at all. These are our genes. How are we going to play it? And, how, and what are we going to do with these genes? And we have the ability to do that. Talk, talk to us a little bit in, in, you know, in, in layman's terms about how we can personalize um, I don't know what to call it, treatment or personalize a, a recommendation for a patient based on their DNA makeup. How, do, how does that work? Okay, so uh, for example, um, we had a patient, uh, a colleague actually that we had tested in DNA uh, a few months ago. And one of the things we came up with when we were going over his DNA is that he needs a certain very specific uh, type of vitamin D in order to have his vitamin D levels high. Most Americans are low in vitamin D. Not good. But high vitamin D is a huge component of health. Uh, so anyway, we, we spoke with him. And when we spoke with him, he happened, has, a, has a very high position in a, in a hospital group. And he said, I can't believe you're saying this. Because for the last 15 years, my vitamin D is so low. I've gone to all the specialists. And they're all saying, you got to take more of this. you got to do this. And he, I tried everything. And said, look, I have access to everybody. And I could not get my vitamin D level up. I, I spent more time in the sun. I went to a tanning bed. I did, the, I, I did everything. And we said, well, but your body doesn't conjugate vitamin D that way. You need a different form. 60 days later, after taking the proper form of vitamin D, and he took his blood tests and found his vitamin D levels are going way up. So your, your vitamin D can show exactly what you need and make it very easy, very, very easy. And it can affect, you know, vitamins, food, again, many, many things. Uh, exercise is another good component. And a, a, a patient who's a professional athlete um, and was getting stuck at a very nice level, but still getting stuck, saying, what do I do? I'm training harder, I'm training harder, what do I do? So we looked at his DNA test, and it tells a lot of information about exercise. And one of the things we found out was his body did not respond well to too much exercise. He needed a little bit less exercise and a little bit more time for his body to recoup afterwards. It can take 12 to 48 hours to recoup after exercise, depending on the person, and that's fine. And that's where your body is. So he backed off of his exercise program, made it a little bit more specific, the DNA showed also, and he actually went to a whole different level of functioning that you know, people would know who, who this person is. Now, where did he come from? Well, part of it was he learned how to use his body most effectively, and it was by doing less. 
up by doing more. It was, it was by knowing accurately what did he need to do. I, I, those stories are, are amazing. I mean, it's, it just seems so futuristic. And it really is to your point you made before that we're, we're living in a, a system uh, of healthcare that's 50 years old. And, but now technology has driven us to a point where we, we can test and analyze and know so much more about a patient based on their DNA and exactly what we need to do. And, and it's, it's just little things. It sounds like little tweaks here and there that have these huge payoff, a huge payoff results there. Is, is that what you're seeing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Small tweaks absolutely make it. Uh, I, I, I just saw a patient this morning and uh, she had, had been having problems with uh, her hemoglobin being very, very low. And she was in for wanting to lose weight and get healthy. Anyway, I've been seeing her over quite a few months. And uh, she was going for transfusions every two to three weeks. Serious hemoglobin problem. Hemoglobin is what carries the oxygen into the body. Um, and the only way they could get her levels up was taking out blood and putting more blood in. Um, so we got that stabilized within two or three weeks. And it had been months before she'd had uh, you know, any problems with that at all. But it was small things that made a difference. Uh, she was thinking she had bad weeks, and we'd recheck her, and she found, no, no, you're, 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 you burnt out more body fat, body fat, your muscles are better. But how could that be? Because I, because what she was doing as she was getting healthier is she was going by her intuition, some of the information that we had gathered, and focusing on eating those foods, and it was beneficial for her. And even though she was maybe eating more of those than she thought she should have, it was okay because those are the foods her body digests. So now she's learning that I don't have to be on a diet I have to know these are good foods, those are not good foods, certain things I've got to do, certain things I must not do at all, and I can kind of relax about it a little bit. My body can be getting healthier at the same time. Yeah, you know, correct information makes life easier. Yeah. Uh, our, our job is not to tell everyone, we want you to think about this an hour every day and you got to read this and focus, not at all. We want you to have your health handled so you can get on with the job of living your life, and you can. Being healthy is much easier than we ever thought, um, and, and at any age, by the way. Now, talk about that. What, what, what do you see differences with younger people and older people in terms of the, the, the individualization of, um, you know, how we can address that? So what are you seeing the differences with, with older people and how you can uh, uh, affect them with nutrition? Well, uh, um you know, as we age, we age. There are things that we can't do when we're 60 and 70 and 80 that we were doing when we were 20. I mean, I used to do high jumps as a runner, and I'm 67. I'm not doing high jumps anymore. Um, but but there's, there's really no limits because there's other things that we can do. So we can be exceptionally healthy at, at any age. Um, I've got a patient in her 60s who was 300 pounds. She first came to us, serious lupus uh, with a walker. To make a long story short, within a year or two, she didn't have a walker, didn't use a cane. She's down to 144 pounds, but healthy. 144 pounds, perfect for her size and shape. And years later, she continues and keeps it off. because She knows what specifically for her body she needs to do. Uh, got a patient that a cardiologist sent to us who had had nine heart attacks the previous year. Nine. Wow. He said, can you please help him so that hopefully he lives another two or three months He's got little grandkids, and he's such a nice guy. I don't know what else to do. Um, he never had another heart attack. He lost, and this is by being very specific with what he needed, mm -hmm. especially his exercise program. We had to go 
little by little by little, but looking at what his body needed, you know, what does his DNA say he needed? So he started to make progressive changes, which he could not make in the past. He lost the first 40 pounds and it changed his life. He called me a couple years later and said, can I lose the next 40 also? So I'm an ideal. I'm starting to be able to do things. He said, of course, let's go, Don. And we did. And he got to it. You know, we got him. He's running around on the floor with his grandkids now. We flying to different parts of the country, or was before the, the quarantine, playing golf with his buddies. And he said, at 72, I have, I have my life back. <laughs> so this is a gentleman that most people probably would have written off like, well, he's going to have a hard time. I mean, what, what's he going to do? Uh, our bodies are healing machines. We examine them carefully and accurately, and we follow simply with what they need, not doing everything, but doing the most important things first and, and slowly accurately measuring and re-measuring that they're making progress, our bodies are supposed to repair. That's what they do. That's what they want to do all day long. It's, it's just amazing. And, and, and the stories like that and the ones you told previously, just, I mean, that, that really hit you in the heart. And that, that explains my question I asked first is like, why you, why you get up and go to work every day? Uh, stories like that certainly, certainly helps there. Where, my last question for you, Dr. Hoodie, is just where, where can our audience go to learn more about Nova Wellness and, and yourself and, and just connect with you? Well, our, our, we actually have two, two websites because we have two companies that are going to be combined into one. But uh, NovoWeightLoss.com is one and HealthierTogether.com. That's healthier with the number two, together.com, can give you information on that uh, also. Uh, um, and I want to say one little word also that how we eat, we, we've gotten into this regular eating. You know, the research in your company is vital. People, people think there's a methodology of eating that's incorrect. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a way to eat those that, that are very, very important ingredients also. So I want to make sure they look into that also. Very, very awesome. Great, great information. And just want to, want to thank you again, Dr. Eddie. I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just fascinated. I, I just everything that you, you had to say. Um, I think our listeners are going to get some great value out of that information. And so um, our listeners, our guest has been Dr. Stephen Hoodie. He's an award-winning nutritionist and chiropractor and the CEO and founder of Novo Wellness and Weight Loss. So Dr. Hoodie, thank you again so much for, for contributing uh, to, our, to our podcast here and just helping our listeners out, knowing more about what they can do to become healthier and, and uh, improve their wellness. So thank you again. Thank you also, Brian. My pleasure to help. All right. From all of us at Nutrigenomic Nation, I hope you enjoyed our discussion today. And we hope you join us next time as we discuss other topics related to your good health. Thank you again for listening. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.